You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. episode 170. That is a lucky number. I don't know why, but it feels lucky. Episode 170 (laughs) of Teach Better Talk. My name's Ray Hewart, and I'm not even introducing my annoying co-host because he is driving me crazy. So hi, Jeff. Welcome to this podcast. Hi, Ray. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know what I'm doing to drive you crazy. Oh, here, let me tell you. So I asked Jeff Gargas before we start recording if I if he thought we spent too much time together, which obviously the answer was yes. But then he took it even further and was like an annoying brother that kept repeating the same thing over and over. And I'm I'm you're lucky that I'm here, guys. I should have turned off my computer and walked away. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm exactly what happened. That, that was exactly I, what happened. I did not embellish. Exactly this is literally word for word, people. Ha- yeah. Happy, happy. Monday. Is it Monday or Thursday? Happy Thursday. <laughs> whatever. Right now it's Monday. Well, today like, it's Monday. Today it's Monday. Yeah. This comes but whatever out day, this is coming out on a Thursday. So happy Thursday to all of our amazing listeners. That's it. I'm going to cut this entire start. So like, let's just, <laughs> just can we talk really quick? So this is coming out on Thursday, um, which means we just a couple days ago started our new webinar series. Yeah, the Better at a Distance free teacher yes. webinar series has just free. begun. Are you happy so, that it's free? Is that what you're I, saying? I'm always happy it's free. I always want. I always like free. Free is good. Um, yeah. So then that means tomorrow, Friday, is the first time we're doing like it's a debrief Q and A coaching. Like I, I really love the setup. Yeah. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Let's talk about the setup. I really, I really like that. Awesome. So our team came together and we knew that we want to do a teacher webinar because i mean you guys know the majority of the work we do is that we partner with districts and we do professional development usually over the course of multiple years we really believe in follow-up i mean that being in the classrooms is like totally where we're at Uh, but we also do a lot of free just resources and tools right yeah i know you all read our blogs you're obviously listening to our podcast a lot of little pieces that we're involved in but we wanted to do some teacher training that was virtual that offered you know, kind of the supports that you guys have been asking for. If you're not on our private Facebook group or you're not in a district that hires us, we wanted to make sure you could still kind of get what you needed. And so we had this idea of a webinar, which sounded fine. I mean, there's a lot of webinar opportunities, but we really wanted to bring in that teach better mindset of not only believing that, you know, we're all on this journey of being a little bit better today than we were yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than we were today, But also, like, we love collaborating. We love the discussion element of professional development. We wanted to bring all that together. So on Mondays, we're doing a full training on a topic. So we have, like, six different topics that we're highlighting. But after that part, uh, we also are hosting a Q&A with the same expert educator on the same topic that Friday. So you can get some training on Monday. You can kind of take notes and dive into an idea maybe even actually get to implement something throughout the week. And then the hope would be you would come back on Friday and share with us like what questions came up, you know, what hurdles did you come about when you were trying to implement something? 
like all those pieces. So as we started to find our system, we we stuck with that Monday, Friday, you know, week by week thing. And now we have six sessions, which turned into 12 different, you know, parts of our series to support us being better at a distance. Yeah, I, I love the setup because you kind of get to start the week with us, end the week with us. But I love that you can get the info and get ideas on Monday. You can, you can use, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to kind of try, like you said, try to test it out, think through it, plan it, maybe even implement it and get hopefully a lot of questions, a lot of maybe issues that you need to work through, whatever. And then Friday is there for that support piece and that ongoing piece, which I really, really like. And then I also love that we're taking we're taking all the trainings and those are being recorded and being put into the teachbetteracademy.com. And if you register for the webinars, you're going to get free access to that and have lifetime access to those recordings to go back to again and again and again. So you have that as well. I really like that. And it's it's all free. You sign up once and you get the, the links to all, all the sessions, which is great. So And even though it's already started, you can still sign up. Like just go over yeah, to teachbetter.com slash webinar series. Just register whenever. But the best part in my mind is that if you can't make like a Monday afternoon, uh, you know, session and you still want to get the content, you can actually still get the content in the academy because it'll be uploaded there after the live mm -hmm. recording. And then you could still participate Friday for that Q&A. So yeah. really trying to provide multiple different ways to support educators, no matter what time zone you're in or whatever you have going on. So we can still be accessible and, you know, kind of share in the fun of learning and being our best at the end of the year. So you might use Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday to go watch the replay video yeah. and get the info and then ask the questions on Friday. So I really like it. I love it. Um, it's going to expand a long time. It's super exciting. So teachbetter.com slash webinar series gets you there, right? Yes. And I do want to highlight that we're bringing together not only members of the Teach Better team, but also those involved in the Teach Better Speakers Network, which I think yes. is such a blessing. We designed the yes. Speakers Network to be able to bring in different expertise into support all of you, and that's exactly what we're doing for this webinar series. So Mandy Freilich will be joining us, holy cow. And we have Kevin Butler joining us and a few others and just really good educators that are just trying to support the good things going on in virtual classrooms around the country. I love it. Yeah. So go I'm register. Actually, yeah, go register. Yeah. And then also listen to this awesome episode. So let's stop at the episode real quick. So Dana Thomas is a former kindergarten teacher in Baltimore, Baltimore City Schools, and she's now turned and created and started a, a global initiative, a global revolution that's focused on the support of mental health and wellness of educators. Uh, her organization, Happy Teacher Revolution, uh, she'll tell you she's on a, a mission to increase teacher happiness and retention. Um, and to really give the to give educators a way and kind of the space to heal uh, and deal with emotions, and uh, she she's got a lot of a great background, and she tells a lot about her personal connection to that and how she got there. But she's also served as the national spokeswoman for the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Uh, her organization won the uh, John Hopkins Community Hero Award in 2019. Uh, and the uh, also the John Hopkins Social Innovation Lab Award as well. So she's got a lot of so a lot of experience under her belt, doing some really cool things, getting recognized, growing nationally. Um, I really enjoy how she got there, her, her back, her story behind it. She gets like real, like really real with us, um, which so authentic. Um, super excited about that, uh, which is why we also invited her to come on to one of our daily drop-ins as well, which is super pumped. So you got that coming up soon. Um, 
I want to get right into it. I, I think I'm done blabbering on. Ray, anything you want people to take away from this? I know you love this episode. You yeah. Were- Gosh, I am, how, she was awesome. Like, super I am, talented. I am a fan. I love her energy. This cannot be the only time you connect with her. Connect with all her social media handles. Instagram looks like it's crazy and full of information. So head over after you enjoy the amazingness of Dana. All right, with that, let's get to episode one seventy with Dana Thomas. Hey guys, we'll get right back to the episode, but really quick, I want to highlight the webinar series that the Teach Better team is offering over at teachbetter.com slash webinar series. And did I mention, y'all, it's free. So you can join myself, Chad Urshowski, Mandy Freilich, Kevin Butler, and Jennifer and Hans Apple as we dive into educator mental health, remote learning essentials, the grid method, engagement, and so many other elements that can support you to be better at a distance. And you can go register right now at teachfire.com slash webinar series. All right, I've told you enough information. Let's get back to this awesome episode. All right, we are here. We are chatting with Dana Thomas. And Dana, it's so fun to chat with you already. We're laughing, we're having a good time. and <laughs> excited to learn more about your backstory and what you're doing. Um, before we get too deep into things, how are you feeling right now? I am feeling really energized connecting with both of you for the podcast. I realize I don't have much interaction during the day. <laughs> so it's really great to be able to connect and to chat. And I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to be speaking with you both. Oh, Dana, we're going to have so much fun. I can already tell Yay. between talking <laughs> shop uh, about music before we started and then all the giggles just have started. It, it's going to be a great episode. I are just already predicting it. I do want to allow our listeners to kind of get to know you a little bit, your background education, all that you're doing to support teachers. So would you mind answering that very you know typical question of what do you do? Right. So I started a revolution to prioritize teacher happiness. <laughs> I'll rewind a little bit. <laughs> my my background <laughs> with Happy Teacher Revolution began actually before I was a teacher when I was still a student. Because when I was in high school and college, I struggled with crippling mental illness. I grappled with panic attacks, depression, and anxiety. And I represented the one in four Americans who grapples with a mental illness the one in five college students who have contemplated suicide. And I represented the statistic that the onset of mental illness most frequently occurs between the ages of 17 and 24. And it was my teachers who I consider my emotional first responders who recognize those subtle changes in behavior as warning signs, encouraged me to seek treatment, to get help, and honestly provided life-saving differentiation and accommodation for me when I was in crisis. And without my teachers... I wouldn't be here on this amazing podcast with you both today. So I honestly owe my life to them. Um, They're my heroes. And I very much was inspired to become a teacher myself uh, because of the teachers who had such an incredible impact on me. And so my journey as a teacher began in 2011 with Baltimore City Public Schools. And I recognized firsthand, I would say, the lack of preparedness for the emotional demands of the job and specifically working with children who've experienced trauma firsthand. And we know that trauma in a child's life can range from any number of things, whether it's losing a pet or losing a parent, moving neighborhoods, moving countries, experiencing a natural disaster, a global pandemic, or witnessing an act of gun violence. So 
you know, part of my healing journey personally was serving as an advocate for mental health awareness. I was very outspoken about uh, mental illness, a topic that's typically wrapped in stigma and shame and secrecy. I was a national spokeswoman for NAMI Maryland, the National Alliance of Mental Illness, as well as the Music for Mental Health campaign. And because I was so outspoken about uh, something that really isn't talked about in certain cultures, um, certain communities, certain folks, uh, certain genders, socio- socioeconomic statuses, uh, and professions, right? So there were so many teachers, my friends, who came out to me about things that they were struggling with, anxiety, isolation, overwhelm, burnout, um, as it relates to the job. And these were colleagues who taught down the hall, teachers who sat across from me during PD, or maybe beside me in my grad school classes at Johns Hopkins. And so I quickly realized a pattern that there were so many teachers who craved the opportunity to connect and to feel community. And I wanted to create that for teachers. So Happy Teacher Revolution was born. And it's not therapy. I'm not a doctor. My only expertise is my experience. And it's not AA because you are allowed to drink afterwards. <laughs> but <laughs> it's some, something a little bit in between. <laughs> so, so okay, so you so you became a teacher, a kindergarten teacher, correct? Mm-hmm. And then, um, but so now you're full time with with Happy Teacher Revolution. When did when did you mm-hmm. make that change, that transition, and what was that like stepping out of that role and into this more this new role full time? Like, yeah, what was that like just mentally going through that? Yeah, so it was in the summer of 2017 that our first big piece of publicity about Happy Teacher Revolution was released. Education Week wrote a really amazing article about Happy Teacher Revolution. And it's it was when we went viral. I started getting emails from people all over the country, all over the world saying, hey, how do I start one of these Happy Teacher Revolution meetings where I live? Now I was still teaching full time and about to embark on you know the next school year. And so during nights and weekends, I worked with a team of experts to write and develop an online curriculum to help train these individuals to initiate Happy Teacher Revolution meetings in their own communities. And it was at the end of that year, that school year in 2018, that I thought, oh my gosh, I feel so burnt out personally after seven years in the classroom. Um, I felt overwhelmed and isolated. And I thought, you know, I really think I've come up with something that if schools implement this, not only in teacher preparedness, but in new teacher support and as a leadership opportunity for our veteran teachers, I think this could really change the game in education and really support our students by fully supporting those education professionals that work with them. Um, And so in 2018, I made the leap and my parents were like, what are you thinking? You're (laughs) walking away from a tenured position in health insurance and, you know, all these things. And I, and I said, I thought, you know, it, for me, it was a bigger risk to not pursue it. It was a bigger Mm. risk to not be an advocate for teacher mental health because there are so few that are out there that I thought, I cannot believe that there's not more organizations or initiatives that are addressing this. We have more teachers leaving than ever before. We have more teachers who are reporting higher levels of stress than ever before. And we're seeing that teachers with higher levels of cortisol has students with corresponding levels of cortisol. So it means to say that stress is contagious. Our teachers aren't renewable resources. And I thought, you know what, I have to, I have to dedicate myself to this full time. I just have to do it. Mm. And so I, I made the leap. <laughs> wow. So, so here we are a little bit later, years, year two later, right? And we're going mm-hmm. through this global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Our school sh- you know, shut down, closed all through the country. Uh, and a whole new level level of and different type of stress and anxiety and everything going on. How is this impacting uh, you? Uh, well, let me, I guess, twofold. How is this impacting you as someone who has dealt with mental, mental illness mm-hmm. through your life? But also, 
and then also how is this impacting the way you do things and the teachers that you're working with? What are you sort of doing to adjust to this, both from a personal standpoint, but also a, a business and an organizational standpoint? That's a great question. I think the first part of my answer is that we need to acknowledge that this is a grieving process, that naming it as grief, it's a, it's a feeling of loss, a loss of the school year, a loss of time with our students, um, a loss of time and opportunity to connect face-to-face with one another. Um, I think there is not just this collective grief, but also anticipatory grief of what's the future going to look like? What's the, you know, what's going to happen when we come back to schools in these school buildings and kiddos who may have lost loved ones? Are there teachers that we've lost in these school buildings, right? Like what is the grieving and anticipation of what is to come? Um, it has been, you know, challenging for me um, individually. There's a lot of things that have coming up, um, one year anniversaries of, I would say, emotional trauma I went through last year. Uh, we're coming up on Teacher Appreciation Week as well as Mental Health Awareness Month. And it was this time last year, I actually went through a really awful breakup. I was dumped during Teacher Appreciation Week um, with someone who I was with for five years. It was completely mm. out of nowhere. And it's like, I've had some pretty rough Teacher Appreciation Weeks. You know, there's one <laughs> year where I had... <laughs> It's a really bad way to show appreciation. It was a really bad way to, like, yeah, I didn't feel super appreciated, you know? <laughs> there was one year where I had 39 kindergartners and no heating, no air conditioning. Um, that year, and it had gotten into the 80s and 90s in May in Baltimore. We had 39 kiddos in the room and no air conditioning and just a single box fan. There was another teacher appreciation week when my um, purse was stolen out of my classroom. That wasn't really fun. And then, uh, and then last year, yeah, when I got dumped. And then this year, actually, this is really awful. Um, again, not a great teacher appreciation week. There, uh, there was a school administrator that was sexually harassing uh, female teachers on the staff who weren't tenured um, because you know they were too scared to speak up. And we have been going uh, to a court case for this particular administrator, uh, trying to seek justice and to at least try and prevent him from being around children or working with children. Um, and so we have his case coming up next week. And I actually haven't heard about if that's still happening um, or not within the midst of all this with the pandemic. But all this is to say is that, you know, I think what teachers are, are recognizing and what our, our folks are recognizing is that we have to give ourselves permission to take care of ourselves, that no one is going to give you permission, like a, a permission slip for a field trip, right? Like write out a permission slip to prioritize your self-care and wellness as a best practice for your students, as a best practice for your loved ones, and as a best practice for those around you. Because um, I think with teachers, you know, they're oftentimes the individuals who are so willing to sacrifice themselves and to put everyone else above themselves. But, you know, in, in the midst of everything going on, especially with this inability for us to like segment our lives, our, our work life, the work life balance, which I don't believe truly exists, like this whole concept of having personal life and professional life is all in under the same roof now. And that was hard enough mm -hmm. as it was for teachers. And so I just think it is really, really important uh, for us and from the Happy Teacher Revolution standpoint that we're messaging to folks that their mental health matters, that teacher mental health matters, and that self-care is professional development. So what we've been doing is a host of free online webinars for teachers. We have a free starter pack with mindfulness videos and some self-care resources, as well as opportunities and uh, to learn more about 
strategies and benefits um, of self-care when working from home. Um, But it's just so important now more than ever that we are creating the time and space for educators to heal, deal, and be real about the social, emotional, and intellectual demands they face on the job. Mm, That's so how has it affected you as as far as your operation of things? Has it changed much? Were you, are you a vert? How, I don't know how, what kind of, how, what size team you have and stuff like that. Are you typically virtual? So is it shift to that? Did you have to leave an office space or? Right. So, uh, so for over the past year in, in 2018, I left the classroom and in 2019, we were the winners of the Johns Hopkins social innovation lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, Happy Teach Revolution had technically been collaborating and operating from the Hopkins Social Innovation Lab offices okay. in Baltimore. Um, but we are technically a, a virtual organization. So, okay. you know, we have folks in different regions who hold Happy Teacher Revolution meetings in person, um, but they're also holding them online now um, okay. and training individuals online through our new online platform. So a couple months ago, you know, before all this happened, we actually ended up launching our online training um, on a platform for folks to self-pace the modules. Um, we also are able to offer professional development for schools and districts and charter school networks and teacher prep programs as well. Um, and we're able to do that online. And And it was in person. Um, hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to come back together again. But we are able to offer those resources online. This sounds like a lot of, a lot of the pieces were already sort of there to make the transition fully and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I do have to say, though, I cannot believe more wholeheartedly in the mission. I mean, everything Mm. that you've been able to share, like, oh, my goodness, it's just absolutely hitting the spot. I feel like, you know, more often than not, we do these podcast episodes and we're obviously so excited when we have a guest. But but everything that you're sharing, I just feel like I'm just leaning in further and further towards my computer Mm. screen being like, yes, oh, my gosh, tell me more. I love that this is not only the work you're doing, but the work that you're really committed to making an impact with. So mm. when it comes to like what fuels your fire, we always like to ask this question, but I feel like it must be so important for you. What is really getting you excited about education right now? Because obviously we're in a challenging time, but you're mm. doing such powerful work. So where does that come from? I think it it comes from my my desire to help support the teachers who change lives each and every day. I mean, each one of us has had our life impacted by that of an educator. And, you know, there's the, the, the saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Well, I'm wondering who's taking care of the village. And there are so many incredible teachers, my colleagues, friends that, you know, someday if I'm a mom, I hope that my child, my kiddo could be in their classroom. And unfortunately, those teachers are leaving. Yeah, who can blame them? You know, like our our teachers are on the cover of Time magazine for selling their blood plasma because they're not earning a living wage. And it's horrifying that that is the situation of education in our country, that systemically it's not changing enough. For me, I believe in fostering the leadership and entrepreneurship of educators. I think that there is such incredible innovation uh, that educators are capable of of and don't necessarily see. Um, And so that's something that I've realized becoming an entrepreneur, that there is an opportunity to help foster the entrepreneurship of educators while simultaneously helping to support them staying in the classroom. Because another thing I noticed is that the great teachers, in order to climb the professional career ladder, so to speak, 
it means leaving the classroom and not necessarily being with kiddos. And so I think the perfect way to help address the two biggest issues in education, which are lack of pay, low pay and burnout, would be an opportunity for teachers to earn income for their own self-care and wellness while pouring into themselves, pouring into one another and having the opportunity to develop their own leadership capacity. Well, and more than ever, our schools are focusing on, you know, this idea with our students, you know, with trauma-informed practices Mm -hmm. and SEL. I mean, this is a really big hot topic that's really bubbled up over the last Mm -hmm. few years. And I think that your spin of, yes, valuing that this is absolutely something we need to provide to our students, but also recognizing the toll that it takes on the educators facilitating that type of support uh, is really, really important to acknowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really um, came to light with one of our pilot sites for Happy Teacher Revolution in Nashville Metro. Uh, we worked with a school called Fall Hamilton um, S- Secondary Options School led by Matthew Portell. And it's a trauma-informed pilot school in Nashville. And the principal came to me the second year after uh, leading this pilot school. He said, year one, we were completely focused on student SEL, completely focused on student trauma-informed practices. And he said, I completely neglected my staff. And so year two of this pilot school's trauma-informed practices type of implementation, he implemented Happy Teacher Revolution as a support for the staff. And what it has done in this community is just absolutely amazing. Not only did they see an incredible increase in the school climate and culture scores from beginning of the year compared to the end of the year for the staff, but because there are multiple people trained in the building, they were able to lead Happy Teacher Revolution meetings as part of their team meetings and committee meetings and Um, They've even created affirmations and and posted them by the exits of the door so that every day when teachers leave, they're able to release any guilt, shame, um, and affirm themselves and their abilities as as education professionals. So I think what's really important, too, in terms of the SEL and trauma-informed lens is also looking at our students with ACEs or adverse childhood experiences, um, as well as what our um, suspension and referral rates are specifically in early childhood grades because there's a study that's come out of um, the Yale Child Study Center looking at um, the effect of teacher job satisfaction and stress and the amount of students that they're referring to the office or, um, or, or suspending. And what they're finding is that if we're not supporting teacher mental health and wellness and, and teachers is happiness and job satisfaction, it means that they're more likely to refer or or suspend uh, male students of color in early childhood levels, which then ends up perpetuating the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, So this is something that we're not necessarily talking about when it comes to self-care and mental health and wellness, is looking at it through an equity lens, that if we're not properly supporting teachers' teachers mental health and wellness, then we're only further perpetuating the school-to-prison pipeline. You know, I have to know with all this training you do, right, you're talking about the numerous ways that you support educators around the country. What type of advice does a teacher need, you know, whether they be new to the classroom or they've been in the classroom for years? What type of advice are you hoping that every educator can kind of take away uh, from the work that you're doing? The one piece of advice that I would hope that they take away is to disconnect and detach with love. That, you know, at the end of a school day or a work week or a school year, um, you know, or even 
even if it's during your lunch break, you know, to disconnect and to, from a place of love for your students and for your community to turn off, shut down, power down. I think that message is even more important now for new teachers, for veteran teachers, uh, because we are teaching online and we're always connected to our devices that I think it's really, really important that we carve out time to disconnect so that we can cultivate that practice of self-awareness um, because I am incredibly concerned about the all, all of us um, in times of stress and overwhelm and anxiety. I think that folks do tend to um, self-soothe. Uh, which is not self-care. So self-soothing is like the Netflix binging, one too many glasses of wine, um, maybe adding too much random stuff to your Amazon shopping cart, like whatever the case may be. I think what is really important for us to recognize is, you know, the 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 benefit of disconnecting and detaching so that we can tune into ourselves and practice that self-awareness. Mm. I really like that a lot. Great advice, really important, especially like you said, especially now during this time, even more so. So, all right, let's let's have a little bit of fun with these next six. <laughs> so, we're gonna do the next six, but your goal is to answer each one in fifteen seconds or less. You ready oh. for it? <laughs> <laughs> the last couple episodes, that's been a very con like that's how the response has been. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> is there a buzzer? Uh, you know that he's sitting in his basement with a stopwatch like our listeners know he's got the sweatband on stopwatch in hand like standing up ready to go we're good we're good you're good you're gonna be fine you're gonna be okay we got this here we go what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without oh i love calendly so much it it keeps my head straight it's the best. <laughs> I agree. It's the best. Uh, give us a, a book that you're reading right now. I am reading Lost at School by Ross Green, why our kids with behavioral challenges are falling through the cracks and how we can help them. I'm rereading uh, it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? And give us up to three. Oh, please follow Valencia Clay at Valencia Valencia. Chris Emden with Hip Hop Ed. He's at Chris Emden. And Matthew Portel is at Principal EST. Are those Twitter or Instagram? Or? Those were all um, Instagram handles. Instagram, gotcha. Uh, give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators. Oh my gosh, I love Jerry Brooks. He's so funny. <laughs> he He's is. so funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> teacher humor is the best humor. And I think uh, in these wild days, wild times we live in, that um, he's one of he's one of my favorites. It makes me laugh. Uh, give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love journaling in the morning, waking up, and doing morning pages. I think every educator should write. I think it's an incredible practice that all of us should be doing. So, yeah, waking up and journaling. Gotcha. Do you have a journal that you go to? Like, what's your go-to journal? Um, so I, I wake up and I do affirmations. There's a, there's a book that I've been reading called the artist way mm -hmm. and they recommend morning pages, which is three freehand, uh, pages every single morning, as well as an artist date with yourself, um, to be creative and to just like, no, like judgment free zone. So that's, that's the practice that I've been doing recently. I haven't been doing any prompts, but, um, but yeah, a friend of mine actually recommended an app that does journal prompts. So I might, I might try that too. I use one called five, uh, five minute journal oh, uh, cool. that prompts you 
in the morning and in the evening. It, it asks you in the morning to things that you're grateful for, affirmations and, and goals. And then at yeah. the, it, at, in the evening, it has you reflect on what was awesome, what could have been better, what oh. will make tomorrow great. But I was curious, with the morning pages, I don't know if you follow Amy Landino, uh, but she's a, a big, she's a huge uh, YouTube person like in the business world but oh, she's cool. big on morning pages and does a whole lot of work for that so it's oh, curious. Cool. anyway i just took us way off topic so we're not I'll off topic we're off the 15 seconds i destroyed your buzzer. <laughs> right, i'm not gonna do their horn because it's my fault all right let's wrap it up with best piece of advice you've ever received hmm. you are not your formal evaluation oh tell me more <laughs> about that <laughs> oh my gosh i I realized I was wrapping so much of my self-worth up into a rubric, my score on a rubric. Um, and, you know, I, I think it was easy for me, especially in my first couple of years of teaching to just look at, you know, all of like the action plans and the formal evaluation and all of these numbers, right? The data-driven culture and education I thought was dehumanizing, not just for the kids, but for me too. Um, and so, you know, that was an affirmation I, I realized I needed to continue to offer myself is that I am not my formal evaluation. I am not my test scores and my students aren't either. Um, that, you know, I, it was important for me to, to hold myself with that grace and support um, and recognize that, you know, I, I deserve that grace and support as a whole teacher, just like my students do as, as whole mm -hmm. children. Ugh. Powerful. I love that. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure all of our listeners can stay connected with you because I not only with all the greatness that you've been able to share in this episode, but also just the continuous work you are doing. I hope that every single listener takes the time to follow you and, and really check into all the resources that you guys are putting together. Would you mind kind of sharing how they can best do that? Sure. I would love to invite you to follow us on Instagram at Happy Teacher Revolution and Facebook at Happy Teacher Revolution. For Twitter, it's too many characters. So we're at Happy Teacher HTR and our website is happyteacherrevolution.com. And, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for letting me share my story and for everyone who has been a part of the community that's rallying around supporting teacher mental health. I think it's just still such an important message to get out there. And, and I just want to say thank you so much for wel welcoming me with open arms and with my imperfections and all and <laughs> goofiness and everything that, you know, this is, it's been such a, a gift to be able to invent and create a movement from the ground up that's truly grassroots that's created by teachers for teachers. Um, has been honestly the the most amazing gift ever. So I'm just really grateful for this for this whole community inviting new folks to join us too. I love it. And you know you can find all the links, all the resources, everything we've mentioned in this episode over at teachbetter.com as well as all the uh, really important links for connecting with uh, Dana and the whole group, the whole movement, a uh, happy teacher revolution, get everything there and keep the conversation going. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for the show notes for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and share this podcast with them. We really appreciate that. Dana, this has been awesome. I uh, just really, really love this episode. I'm so pumped for people to hear this and, and, and hear your message and what you're, what you're trying to do and already doing and everything you have for them. I think there's so much power and, and value in this. I uh, just really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story with us, having some fun with us, uh, and just giving us some of your time. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. This was a blast. I had such a fun time. Time flies too. I'm like, what? It's over. I'm going to keep Wait, it's over. Over. <laughs> it's I love it. I love it. Well, maybe we'll have to have you on again. We'll have to see what's going on. So, but until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better. 